Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Hour. Mike Haas here, Bobby A. Barrett, the Silver Slipper, along with Mike Dettelier. A bit of a uh, mix this week because of the Monday night football game. So Tuesday night, they're at the Silver Slipper, but we are talking about Monday and putting it behind us as, as fast as possible with two games left. Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis joining us. And Mickey, because it is uh, breaking news, because he was really the talk of the weekend with his uh, documentary, the news of John Madden passing, 85 years old, uh, had not heard much about the why other than that it was uh, unexpected. Uh, just give me your sense. You're much younger than him, but a sense of what he meant to the game of football, both as a coach and as a broadcaster. Yeah, look, he, uh, uh, man, just bigger than life. Um, yeah, I think he epitomized uh, – um, a lot of what we think about, you know, football from a coaching standpoint, from from a, um, you know, a broadcasting standpoint, he just had such a unique way of presenting the game. And 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 look, the one thing that always came through is how much he loved football and loved the people uh, that were involved in football. And and uh, man, he'll be he'll be sorely missed. And yet, he's going to be around forever because of because of the game, uh, you know, of Madden, which, you know, my son's an avid player, plays it every night, it, it feels like, and, and so he'll always be with us. But, uh, um, man, what, what a great man, what a, what a great uh, um, legacy he left for the game of football. And you've been around this game of football a long time, and even in the current state of the game and i'm talking about this past week from tuesday on have you ever endured something like that where every day it was such a uh, a change and, and so different and so detrimental yeah um man it's it's uh, it's hard to it's it's hard to describe last week um and how that happened and unfolded. I, I think the closest thing that I remember is back in 1987, we had to put together a, a, a roster of replacements for uh, um, 
you know, there, there was a strike, a lockout, and so we had to have these replacement teams, and we were scrambling to put together rosters, and it was it felt a little bit like that, to be honest. Uh, um, um, and, and, look, we can, you know, if we have seven or eight or ten, uh, you know, COVID posies, you know, we can handle that, um, you know, via our practice squad and our ready list. But, man, when you have 18 – active players and four of your practice squad players uh, test positive for COVID. That's just, it's just too much to overcome, frankly. And, and um, man, it wasn't fair to the players. It wasn't fair to our coaching staff uh, and certainly not the fans who, um, so uh, it, it was a tough, it was a tough week and, and, um, but it's behind us now. Look at that. Uh, I think Coach Payton might address this as far as the rescheduling of a game. I know in the previous week they had NFL games because it's must-see TV eight out of ten days. You, know, you had a couple of Monday night games. You had Tuesday night games. So would, would have this made a difference? Now, uh, we were the only game in town, Monday night football, Saints versus uh, Miami. And uh, could that have been pushed back? And my understanding that you had a big impact, you and uh, Ms. Gail Benson, about uh, to play the game on Monday night. Explain that to the fans because they were like, well, well, why are we even playing this game? It's like, uh, it's like a preseason game that counts considering our roster. Yeah, look, I, okay, I, don't, I don't know what the reasoning is back you know, in New York and that you know, those are decisions that are made you know, at the league level, but we were told pretty early on that the game wasn't going to be postponed and, uh, you know, we just had to deal with it. Um, look, that, that, that was, that was their solution is to play the game, you know, no matter what. And, and, uh, I, you know, we don't have to like it. That's just, but that we have to live with it. Now, uh, you know, Mickey, uh, I know this is discouraging because, you know, uh, the fans were into it. I think at the beginning of the game, now you got to give something to cheer for, uh, now, uh, you can have adversity, but uh, I'm looking at uh, games in the Dome as of late. Uh, we don't have a Dome field advantage. And I've said this to show you how uh, good a squad we have. No one has won more games on the road than the New Orleans Saints since 2018. But I look at the last seven games, we're only one and six in the Dome. Now, I know we're dealing with COVID and all that. But, uh, Mickey, I don't know. We kind of spoiled. Considering Sean Payton and Drew Brees and how dominant we were in the dome, to be one and six the last seven games, uh, people get discouraged. Well, it's certainly not what we want. And and look, we're in this you know we're in this year transition um, you know from from Drew in that era. Uh, um, look, we played some we you know we've had some good games. We've played some good football, and yet and yet we haven't been able to close out some of these games. And and look, it just happens. Uh, uh, you know, we have to give our fans something to cheer about. Um, I, I think I think you're right. I think in the sense that look, we've uh, as a as a as a as a group, we've kind of become accustomed to a certain level of play, and and uh, obviously we get disappointed when it's when it's not quite up to that standard. And yet, man, we need our fans. We need we need we need that crowd to be loud. Need it to affect the game, and and uh, uh, but we also have to give them something to cheer for. Mickey, did they make some changes today? I know that the uh, player side and 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 the, the league were talking about reducing 
the protocols to reduce the quarantine to five days, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. Did they come down? Anything official on that today? Yeah, yeah, they, they did. And, and uh, um, it is they're going to follow the CDC guidelines and, and we're going to have a five day quarantine. Um, wish we'd had that last week, but yeah, uh, uh, we have it for this week. And so we'll we'll get some of our players back uh, sooner than than uh, than we would have a week ago. Are we going to get yeah. to the point? Do you think? Sorry, Bobby, quickly. Yeah. That where we where it's basically if you are uh, unvaccinated or vaccinated and you are you don't show any signs, you you play the game. Are we going to get to that point yeah. this season? Yeah, I, I don't know that. You know, because look, if if someone's uh, symptomatic, um, they certainly sh- should test. And and uh, look, the players have the right to test at any time if they feel you know they're at risk and and. Uh, so I, I, I don't know that I would say it that way. I think, I think uh, you know, our goal is to, uh, you know, have everyone be COVID negative and, and, and play our games. Um, and, and obviously, you know, it's nice that the CDC uh, came out and said, look, after five days, they're, they're really confident that you're not uh, um, communicating the disease to someone else. And so, um, yeah, we'll follow those guidelines. Now, uh, Mick, you're looking at the game last night, and uh, this was even leading into the game. I know this had to frustrate Sean Payton. Uh, we've had different quarterbacks, but offensively, if we weren't uh, number one on third down, uh, we were one, two, or three. I remember us, the Patriots, or the Packers. It was just something you took for granted. Well, I'm looking at this year. We were, I don't think I've ever witnessed this with the Saints. We were 36% conversion rate on third down, but our defense was only giving up 37%, which is outstanding. And you look last night, I mean, I thought our defense was outstanding. Uh, they were only 5 of 15, 33%. Red zone defense, they were only 1 of 3, 33%. But we were over for uh, 0%. That had to be discouraging because, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I was shocked we even had 10 first downs because I'm looking third or fourth down, we were 1 of 15. Have you ever been part of a team – that third or fourth down, like you won or 15, I mean, uh, how, how, I mean, you'd have to be lucky to win if that occurs. Yeah, look, that's obviously not what, what you want, and certainly not the formula for winning games. But, but look, I, again, you know, when, when you, know, you have the circumstances that, that we had, that's, that's a tough ask for, you know, coaches and players. And, and, and I think that, you know, Sean said the right thing after the game is we got we to put this game behind us and, and let's get focused on, on the next two, uh, um, primarily this game this weekend. And, and, and hopefully, we'll, you know, we'll get uh, – we are going to get the majority of these players back that we had. And hopefully we won't have any more COVID positives and, and we can focus on this week. But, you know, your point's well taken. Listen, you have to – you know, there's, there's situational football that you have to play well in. And certainly, third down uh, is one of those things because um, it helps you, you know, obviously possess the ball and 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 uh, uh, you know move the chains and get into scoring scoring territory. And we weren't able to do that yesterday. We'll have more with Saints Executive Vice President Mickey Loomis here on the Saints Hour. Keep it here on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network. All ends with beginnings. What keeps the planet spinning? Ah, uh, the force from the beginning.
Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Haas in studio. Bobby Bear is at the Silver Slipper Casino. Mike Dettelier will join us in a little bit, talking with Saints Executive Vice President Mickey Limison. Mickey, 7-8 and eight after the last night, which, which as far as I'm concerned, that game should have an asterisk, but whatever, uh, would have been tough enough. But the, the impact of the fact that you need help, but that you still are in it, you know, you're still in this hunt, has to be uplifting, something to play for, Still, very much with two games to go. Well, you know, absolutely, um, absolutely. If if you know we can win these next two games, you know we'll have a good chance to get in the playoffs, and then anything can happen. Look, we we've, we've proven over the course of this season that we can play with you know some really good teams, uh, including you know Green Bay and and, and uh, Tampa, obviously, who have uh, you know two of the best records in the NFC. So. We just need to find a way the next two weeks to, to you know, win these, te- win these two games, uh, get into the tournament, and then, uh, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But, uh, I, you know, I think this, I think we're a team that no one is going to want to play. Now, uh, you know, Mickey, uh, you know, to me, uh, you know, it seems like Saints fans, I'll be like, oh, the officials, the officials. I, I don't know. They call 14 penalties with seven against the Saints, seven against the Dolphins. So uh, I like a game when it's eight or nine total, but it is what it is. But, I mean, Sean Payton was going uh, ballistic. Uh, I mean, uh, it seems like they covered uh, blind, uh, Brian Flores behind the timeout decision uh, and what came about right before the half. Now, then that missing the long field goal, what came about. Uh, but, but they, uh, I know you all said this into the NFL. It seems like seven, eight, or nine calls that you challenge. And you send uh, to the front office in New York, but um, boy, they really messed up that timeout decision. Uh, what the Dolphins were doing uh, to close out the half. Yeah, I, um, well, as you know, Bobby, I got to be careful about <laughs> talking about officiating uh, in our league. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be politically correct here. But I, you know, I think I think the main thing is is that man, you just want from week to week, you want consistency, so that um, you know our coaches and our players understand what is and isn't, you know, pass interference or a catch no catch, and and, and uh, you know, it just feels like that's what we're striving for. And yet, man, each each week, you know, you see these these things that happen that um, are a little puzzling. So. I'm not going to talk about any specific call, but we all, I think we all, you know, watch games and we all understand. It seems like it just feels like, and I'm sure every team feels this way. It impacts you more than it impacts anyone else. So, right, I'll leave it at that. Mickey, I don't. I we were hearing a lot about this this past week with all the players in the protocol. Is it part of the CBA and the league? Are they doing? random testing like even though if you're not if you're asymptomatic whatever but the league and the cba were coming and say well, we're going to do random testing of blank number of players are they actually doing that yeah i um look the, the protocols of you know since the beginning of the season have changed and, and look that, that's understandable because the cdc comes out with with you know different recommendations not unlike today when when they cut the quarantine down uh, period down, um, so they have changed and and 
you know, the players are entitled to testing, daily testing if they want. Um, certainly, they, uh, uh, everyone in the building should, if they're symptomatic, should submit to testing. And then there was also an element of random testing that uh, uh, that happened as well. So, you know, there, there's there's three there's three different options to be tested. And and look, I I think that uh, um, you know I think the protocols that, that are in place, you know, each week they're they're decided upon by the medical people, and that's what we're adhering to. Now, the only reason I'm asking this, and we'll, we have to go to a break, is just it seems weird to me that it would be, I mean, you, you get in the playoffs, and Team A, hey, we tested randomly, we tested your running back and your quarterback. Team B, we didn't test your running back and quarterback. It seems like it's fraught with the possibility of, of errors. That's the only reason I was asking just kind of generically if they were doing the random testing. That's that's that's, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it, you know, I think at least our experience has been that it has been random okay. um, for the last few weeks. And, well, well, Mick, you have one more for you. Uh, uh, can I, uh, Hoss, can I have a, uh, ask this? Or we yes. Okay, break? Bobby. Yeah, uh, Mickey. Okay. To me, the challenges now uh, going forward now, because uh, I know uh, you and Kai Harley, we're going to have them on, uh, and you look forward to who you're going to pay and who you don't pay. And obviously that, that I'm not saying, you know, what you're going to pay a player, but to me it's, it has to be challenging as the general manager and the leader, because, uh, you know, uh, you held responsible uh, what occurs. But, like, a player like Marcus Davenport, oh, my God. Talk about hell when he's well. And when he plays, he is freaking unbelievable. But to be held accountable, you got to be available. So you look at a guy like Davenport, and then you look at Trey Hendrickson. Okay, we decided you only can pay so many players. And look what he's doing with the Bengals. How does that process come about? Is that you and Sean and everybody to decide, okay, who are we going to pay in the future to contribute on the team? Because, I, I, listen, we love Trey Hendrickson, but you can't pay everybody. And then you can have that decision with Davenport. What is that process that you can tell the who that nation? Yeah, that's look, that's a process um, that happens in the offseason. You know, it happens – via the evaluations that our coaches and our personnel people do. And then collectively, you know, it's a big puzzle. There's a lot of variables and certainly availability and, and, and is part of that equation. Um, and, and look, it, it's, it's, I'd, I'd like to tell you that it, it's a process that's, that's uh, very programmed, but it, it, it's a lot of, um, you know, subjective and objective analysis. Uh, and, and look, we're not always right. Uh, I'd like to tell you that we're 100% right on this stuff, but we're not always right. And, and uh, look, I can't give you a lot of details um, because each, I think each situation, each player is somewhat unique. Um, and, and, you know, look, there's, there's certain positions or are valued in our league more than others in terms of the total, uh, the total compensation. So there's, there's just a lot of variables that exist. Uh, in that decision-making process, and, and we try to involve everyone. Need to step aside. One more quick break, and then we'll come back with another short segment with Mickey Loomis, and then we'll have Kai Harley a little bit later than Mike Dettelier. Keep it right here on the Saints Hour on the New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Is she girl? 
the stars in the Hollywood Hills and the Boulevard. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Ross here in studio. Bobby A. Barrett, the Silver Slipper, and with Mickey Loomis, Executive Vice President and General Manager. Mickey, I'll be quick. This is a short block we got here, but I'm curious about two things. And one, when did you know last week that, I guess maybe it was late, that the practice squad, frankly, wasn't going to be enough, and you were going to have to call guys at their house? Well, that's, that's part one. And two, what I heard, and if you want to sum up this past week, is that you actually flew in three guys, but one guy didn't pass the COVID test. Now, is that that's just that, that the unbelievableness of that is incredible. But wh- when did you know practice squad wasn't going to be enough? And did you actually fly in a guy who didn't who didn't pass? Yeah, um, that is true. We did fly someone in who, who uh, ended up being positive for COVID. So well, that, that sums it up, uh, doesn't it? It kind of summed it up. Yeah. Well, look, you know, what happened last week is that each day we, you know, we get a few positive tests and then a few more and a few more. And so, um, you know, you sit in front of the, the, the roster and the board and depth chart and, and you start, you know, plugging these pieces and you feel pretty good about where you're at. And then the next day you get a few more positives and you don't quite feel as quite as good. And then, and then, you know, that just cascaded until, you know, the end of the week and, and, um, you know, it's Sunday and we've got 18, 18 guys that, um, um, on our active roster that tested positive and four off our practice squad. And look, it was just a few more each day as, as the week went on. And, and, um, that necessitated, necessitated some calls. We started, you know, thinking along that line about on uh, Thursday, Friday, that, hey, if we get a few more, we're going to be short at, you know, this position or that position and started making some calls about who might be available. And and uh, um, we did end up, you know, having to fly some guys in and, and, and sign two of them to play in the game. And um, that's what's so difficult, on, you know, on your coaching staff and, and the players is that, uh, you know, as each day went by, they didn't know who we could count on. One last question that I have for you. Uh, boy, you look at the adversity on the offensive line. I'm like, I don't know who that is. I'm trying to figure out who's even playing. You go beyond the backup, just the backup to the backup, and they're actually having to play in a real NFL game. I, I said this is like a preseason game that counts for real, considering who's playing, and I was a little worried about our defense, but I was proud of our defense. Considering the linebacking core, you don't have the quarterback of the defense, Demario Davis. Kwan Alexander is not available. When we go three backs, you'd have Caden Ellis. I, I, I thought Pete Warner uh, was a diamond in the rough. Uh, I thought, considering those guys weren't our normal starters, with Pete Warner leading the team in tackles with ten total tackles, uh, that game was not too big for him. I, I thought he had a nose for the football, and I was concerned with that, but. Listen, in, in three games, Mickey, you got to be proud of this. In, in, in three games, think about what we have not given up. I mean, is that something that, uh, you know, you want to write home about? And, and like, I'm looking at, okay, uh, right here. The Saints gave up just one touchdown in the third quarter, and that the only touchdown uh, that we've allowed in the past three weeks. What? Listen, you give up one touchdown in three games, it should be 3-0. and I think I'm proud of Dennis Allen, the defense, what they've done. 
Yeah, look, there's, there there was definitely some bright spots um, last night. You, you know, you mentioned Pete Warner and the defense, and, and obviously the uh, you know Dennis and, and the defensive coaches have done a, a, a great job. And you know, the other side of that equation was the offensive line. And, and look, what compounded our problem there is we've had a number of injuries uh, during the course of this season, and, and obviously our two tackles who are. You know, part of the, the greatest strength of our team in Tehran and, and Ryan Ramchek haven't been available. Uh, Andrews Pete went down, so we, we've had you know we've had injuries in the offensive line. We compound that with with uh, uh, their backups, you know, coming up with COVID and not being available, right. and it just it just puts our coaching staff and our and our offense in such a tough tough position. Um, um, and so, yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's just. Uh, you know, if, if you have enough time, if you have weeks and weeks and weeks to prepare, then it might be a little different story. You can get these guys ready, but when you have a short notice like that, and and uh, you know you're having to introduce guys to each other, then that makes it uh, that much more difficult. Well, Mickey, we appreciate the time. It's a short week for you, but man, like you talked about, uh, the protocols changing five days. Maybe you'll get a ton of those players back and different. Uh, Ball game, different outcome, Sunday with Carolina. Appreciate it as always. Yep, thank you, Mike and Bobby. Good talking to you. All right, thanks, Mickey. Let's, uh, let's pause for stations to identify themselves. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.